Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it, of course. Right now, open a new CQ checking account and we'll give you $250 to spend however you like. Upgrade those headphones, splurge on concert tickets, or maybe upgrade to ad-free streaming. The choice is yours. And extra cash isn't all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. All with CQ. Visit CQMD.org today. That's S-E-C-U-M-D.org today. In this league's real big three, Scott Bogman, Roto World's Jonas Nader, and Hoop Ball's Dan Bespris. The In This League Real Big Three. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Real Big Three brought to you by In This League. That is me, Scott Bogman, at Bogman Sports. And with me, as always, Dan Bespris, at Dan Bespris from Hoopball, and Jonas Nader, at Jonas Nader from NBC Sports Edge. What is going on, fellas? Hi. Well, I'm in a great mood. You mind if I start, Dan? Because I've got some great news. We Dude. were cleaning out my, my garage, and I found my 2006 World Cup cards. Come to find out, they are worth a lot of money. Ooh. Really? Yep. So I and they up didn't like, oh. get ruined by the flooding. No. Yeah, they're yeah, perfect. The they table? were at a, How's the yeah. table, Jonas? Like I have a. Oh, the table's gone. Like it's, we're, <laughs> we're getting rid of it. We're have to find a way to like get rid of it without my my wife's family <laughs> finding out. <laughs> it's like growing green mold. So yeah, we're we're done with it. I'm yeah, pretty man. excited to be honest. But anyway, so I found like a messy rookie card from his World Cup debut. Whoa. And like 10 years ago, it would have been worth nothing, right? I got a box of cards for 60 bucks when I was a kid. And now his card is $2,000 alone at minimum. Oh, so, my God. And I've got a whole case of them. So I'm pretty excited. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. We'll do something fun. Yeah, exactly. Don't, Nothing like don't. found money. You know, it's like when you yeah. put on that pair of pants and. Uh, you reach in the pockets and, and there's a 20 in there or something like, uh, I mean, yours is obviously much better than finding a 20, but uh, th- that's the only joy I can recognize because I, I, I don't think I found something like that uh, in my closet. So my I think Sean Abner, 1988 San Diego Padres guard, not worth anything. <laughs> yeah. And all my Bobby Bonillas, you know, uh, not worth as much well, as he's getting. I was going to say, are the cards collecting money still too? <laughs> not nearly as much as Bobby Bonilla. It's uh, Contract I think joke. he's got like I think he's got like fifteen more years on that too. I like think it's one million like a year twenty thirty six. Right? Yeah, it, it's one publisher's clearinghouse with the New York. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that's exactly right. But uh, oh, Jonas, you're gonna be up first. If you guys are uh, not familiar with the way that we do the real big three here, it's uh, you know three guys from three different sites. And we each have three subjects to talk about. So, uh, Jonas, we will start with you. What is number one, man? All right. So speaking of sports cards, I just invested a bunch of money in this guy's rookie cards. Uh, <laughs> Alexis Pokuzevsky got his autograph for 130 a couple of weeks ago. 
uh, autograph card. And today, after his break, I lost two weeks. You can't get it for cheaper than 300. So it's already nice. paying off. The secret's sure. starting to get out in this guy. Uh, and here's my thing. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that he's going to be the most hyped fantasy player going into next season. So we have like yeah. the last year would have been like the Christian Woods, the SGAs, the Michael Porter Jr.'s. I think the hype is going to run wild with this guy, and for good reason, because I think people are starting to realize this guy is the next unicorn in the NBA. Seven-footer, point guard skills, um, really good shot. Like He couldn't hit a shot to start the season. They threw him in the G League, and he looked like Larry Bird down there, and now he's just going off. So really talented player. Last five games, he's sitting at 16.4 points, 5.2 rebounds, 2.8 assists. Uh, 0.4 steals, 1.2 blocks, and 3.4 triples. Set the NBA record for uh, the fastest to hit seven triples in a game. Uh, Doesn't even turn 20 until Christmas. Just insane. Uh, Where do you guys think he's going to be drafted next year, and are you going to be buying? Ooh. That's a good one, man. Yeah, I think I am buying. I think he might be one of those hype guys that doesn't quite get hyped enough. Yeah. Because there's so much left for him to improve upon the one thing you didn't say in there that i thought you were would have been a good joke to say you know he's 16 point whatever points and five rebounds and 122 pounds soaking wet he's going to come back an off season's going to be amazing for this oh, dude yeah because his big issues right now is that his body just can't really handle a full nba game every two days he's shooting 40 some like 41 percent over that stretch his foul shot will get better obviously if you can hit the three the way he can, he'll be a decent foul shooter at some point. And his turnovers are super high because NBA players are really fast compared to G leaguers. So uh, I think people are going to look at him and say, oh, well, like over this stretch and this year, looking at this season, he's been in like that 125, 140 range, but they're going to overlook, I believe, some of the reasons why. So I think he'll be a good hype guy. Uh, the way that that explodes in my face is if from now over the next five weeks, if he's like a top 50 dude, that's how yeah. that goes up. And then he will get overdrafted. But as long as he's still hanging out in that, that 100 range, uh, guys are going to start coming back for the thunder. And that'll actually kind of put the curtain back over him a little bit. So I think, I think he'll be a hype guy and I think he probably won't be hyped enough. Uh, I think it's going to be the opposite. I, I think that he's going to get overhyped. Uh, I think he's going to finish off this year strong, like Jonas said. I mean, he's getting so many minutes. Like I think uh, the only game th- he has twenty-seven minutes uh, per game over like the last three or four weeks, something like that. So uh, I, I think he's going to start to soar in value, and I think he's going to get that. You know. That what what do we what would we call it, Jonas? The Doctor A buzz uh, of a guy that you know. <laughs> yeah, that's um, possible. That could also <clears throat> make it explode in my face. Yeah, that, that Chris Boucher, you know, the Christian Woods, the guys like that. Uh, that that and like you said, being the most hyped guy, I don't think I can see him going. You know, past round five or six, somewhere in that neighborhood. So I think probably round five or six is where he goes with a strong finish. If he doesn't finish strong, then I think he is going to be like Dan, uh, what Dan said, he's going to hover around, you know, 100 post 100. If he fades off or gets hurt or something and, uh, you know, we'll still be talking about him, but he just won't get that, uh, insane hype because he won't have won people money. That kind of seems to be the thing. Uh, every single year when a guy wins people money down the stretch, they're then way overvalued going into the next season. Yeah, it's yeah. weird to. Sorry, I'm jumping back. No, it's weird to. It's weird to kind of hope 
that he still shoots poorly the rest of this year. Like I want there to be something <laughs> yeah. almost right. artificially depressing his value. Right. I don't know that his, know that his field goal percent is going to get fixed overnight because he does shoot from outside a lot, but like free throw will be better. Turnovers will be way lower next year. He's, I mean, three and a half turnovers a game the last week. That's that feels fairly anomalous for a center power forward type. Um, so that's, that's what I'm hoping for. And I guess it's possible that he ratchets it up. I just feel like if, if guys come back for the thunder, then he'll be doing a little bit less. And so he can kind of slide under the radar a little bit right now, but yeah, there are a lot of things that could kind of screw that up. That's, that's just my weirdo prediction for people won't notice him as much because his rank isn't high, but people won't see why. Yep. I always joke too. He has the world's longest back too. He's got to fill out that frame for sure. <laughs> it's crazy. It is really from his Achilles, right to the base yeah. of his head. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, so number two for me is Isaiah Stewart, who a guy who's really taken advantage of Mason Plumlee's DMPs lately. Uh, they didn't say if Plumlee actually has a concussion. They just said protocol. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming he does. Yeah, Obviously. me too. Because who did yeah. Clank heads with? Was it Bay? I think it was. So it was, Bay, it was a game time decision fine. too. Yeah. yeah. I, that's strange for a concussion to be like, well, maybe he does and maybe he doesn't. Either he does or he doesn't. This right, is, right. Yeah. It's not a gray area thing. You pass the test or you don't. I guess they were waiting until the very last second to give him the concussion tests. Like, okay, if we give him an extra 25 minutes to recover, <laughs> maybe he'll be good. No, no. It, you got a concussion, you got a concussion. Don't screw around with that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. There's some gamesmanship going on too there because you look at the bottom of the standings, the tank standings as I call them. Things are tightening up down there. We're going to see some shady stuff going down. Uh, going down there, and they're already starting to rest players on back-to-backs. Jeremiah Grants, who's been a great call by you guys at Hoopball. You guys were on him at, from the jump. Um, they're already starting to rest him, be shady with him as well, so that, that's kind of annoying for all the veterans there. But yeah, so they're going to do the same with Mason Plumley. Isaiah Stewart in his last game looked really good. 16 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block. Um, and the thing that I really like about him here is uh, even when Plumley comes back, and we know he will, um, Casey has said four times this year that he wants to try Stewart next to Plumlee. That obviously that sounds like not ideal at all, <laughs> but for fantasy, it's great, right? Because you just want those extra few minutes because he's a walking double double in 28 minutes. So I'm really excited about him going, going down the stretch here. Can you imagine what the floor spacing would look like on that, that yeah. unit? <laughs> yeah, Holy <he's>... smokes. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first on this one? Uh, yeah, sure. The thing that, uh, uh scares me. Uh, here is them giving Okafor minutes now. You know, uh, Okafor is going to get some like, like you know, like anything could be more uh, Pistons than hey, we have these good young players. Oh, but Jalil Okafor is back, who hasn't made a dent in the NBA in a decade. Let's give him some minutes. You yeah. know, uh, so that's super annoying. But but I, I'm with you on this one. I like him, so I I think I'd be adding him. Dan, what do you think? Agree. Yeah. To, yesterday was kind of the day that pushed it over the edge for me too. He was a, he was a guy that I was watching every Pistons game, like a Hawk. Like, is this the one? Is this the one? I feel like we're kind of there. Um, they've got a back-to-back coming up over the weekend, which might give us sort of cloudy data. Cause you probably will see Plumlee rested in at least one out of the two, but even when he was playing, Stewart was still getting in the 21, 22 minute range. So he's doing barely enough now to kind of float himself until he gets to take over in full. And it feels like we're now close because of the weird stuff that Jonas is talking about with the other veterans getting rested. And even some of the rookies getting rested or young guys, I should say on, on these back-to-backs Pistons are a weird one. I they're uh, they're kind of in my list of things I want us to talk about later on in the show as well. So I'll, I'll keep my analysis tight on Stewart. 
Yeah, I love him. Uh, starters minutes, he he probably profiles as like a top 75, top 80 type center. So yeah, I'm picking him up too. All right. Love I feel right, like we're about to be here. educated, by the way. Yeah, uh, what's the sneaky you know, one you got? Th th yeah. This Because this is where we got our Moses Brown education. So This uh, one's out there. This All one's right. out there, okay? So <laughs> For the, Jonas to say that, I mean, yeah. it's pretty out there. I mean, so the Thunder are becoming they're, – they're closing down the Grizzlies for my favorite young team to watch. I think they're going to be scary good. I think they're going to win the championship in like five or six years just because they can turn 19 first-round picks into more assets to pair around this exciting young talent. So <laughs> the guy I'm talking about here, um, his contract talks in Europe fell through today, and so he's going to join the Thunder next season. He was part of the Al Horford trade – his name is Vasily Michic. He is considered one of the best European prospects in the world uh, right now. A Serbian player, just like Poku. He's 27. Um, put up some really, really impressive stats over in Europe. Like 16 points, 5 assists, a couple threes. He's got 3-point range. Um, his playmaking, if you just watch him on YouTube, guys, his name is Vasily Michic. He has Compazzo's playmaking ability. Some of these passes you're seeing are just ridiculous. He has this one little scoop shot where he's around the rim and he just scoops it up, flicks it off his wrist, and goes off the backboard. Um, they're all they're, you see the word special by all these draft gurus. Uh, this guy is talented. The Thunder are going to bring him over next season. He could obviously be flipped, but he's a 27 year old, one of the best players in Europe. I think if you're in a dynasty league, I would be stashing him right now because <laughs> you're getting in on the ground floor and the upside here is just massive. I mean, just watch his YouTube, just watch one YouTube video of this guy <laughs> and you'll be absolutely hooked. It's I want there. his per thirty sixes. What are his per thirty sixes? <laughs> Give me a minute. I got. I'll pull it up in a second. But I am super intrigued. How by do this you not guy. have that ready to go, Jonas? Okay, got it's it. unbelievable. Got it. I have on. no idea who you're talking about. I found him though. You the guys last ready? Name is M M I C I C. If someone else is trying to find him, now. sounds like yep. a Star Wars bad guy. By the way, <laughs> yeah. So per thirty six, he's at twenty points, six assists, three rebounds, one point four steals, and two triples. And just imagine a twenty seven year old veteran who's already going to be NBA ready joining the Thunder, who have a weakness at the small forward position, right? There's an opening there. We're talking about a player who could come in and make that, that kind of like that Bogdanovich impact right away uh, when, he, when, he, when he joined the NBA as well, established veteran. You can pick him up in Dynasty right now for free and then have him on your roster next year as a potential, I, I would say, uh, Dan might look on as, as his next Nikola Mirotic type player. <laughs> I got to get a new fan. I got to fuck so my RV. Out here, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be big time. I mean, that's, that's an awesome stash, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. that, that is some deep diving research, but I mean, I guess when you're in those, how many 30 leagues are you, uh, 30 man leagues? Are you in Jonas? I'm I mean, in 13. They're not, they're not all 30 man though. How many 30 man leagues? Are 13. You? You're in 13 30-man leagues? Yes. This doesn't include the 20 season-long leagues I've been in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, you got me. You tickled me with some, that of them are, some of them are best ball, so I'm able to just set my lineup once and just chill. Like, six of them are best ball, so it helps okay. a little bit. But there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, so still seven 30-man leagues. You yeah. better be doing research like this. Like, you know Yo, what I mean? Like, you, you got to get on the horse, and that's getting on the horse, Jonas. So, yep. I... I I love it. So, I mean, uh, how, how many, I don't have one 30 man league. I I'm, I feel, I, I feel broke dick and lost in my 16 man, <laughs> you know, when, when I'm looking for uh, pickups off the wire, you know, uh, I felt bad for dropping DJ Augustine in one of those the other day. Cause I know he's going to be an immediate pickup because there's literally nobody left on the roster there. So, you know, oh my 
goodness, you did what? I did it. I had to. I had KD coming off of uh, IL. So All right, KD's I, I had better to. than DJ. That's yeah, he is. He is. Oh, so. wow. And they oh. both went to Texas. I replaced a Texas guy with a Texas guy. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I feel oh. way less guilt on that one. So couldn't drop PJ Tucker yet or or, uh, or Trevor, uh, you know, or, or um, uh, Corey Joseph. But DJ Augustine uh, goes by. Yeah. The way. How about that Kojo revenge game? That was hey. I like it. You know, hey, I like to, uh, Brewski. I'm sure Brewski loves it too. So I'm real happy. I think, yeah, that. I think he did find it kind of hilarious. <laughs> By the way, if you're trying to find this player that Jonas is talking about, it's V A S I L I J E M I C I C. It took me a minute to find it. Uh, but you guys yeah. link it in the private chat as well. No, uh, yeah, I we'll like clip it for you. Yeah, he's in the he's in the Euro League this year. That's where he's at right there. Anadolu Efes Efes. Apparently, Real Madrid wow. tried to sign him today, and he's like, nope, I'm joining the Thunder next season. Woo! All right. Well, I'm he's the path, because Kenny Hustle's soaking up a lot of small forward minutes on that yep. team right now. Exactly. Uh, for, for me, for my three, the first one I'm going to start with is uh, Tyrese Halliburton ranks 120 and 9 cat over the last two weeks. He was benched in favor of Mo Harkless. Has he hit the dreaded rookie wall? And I know the benching doesn't really matter, because he's still got his minutes, and that's what matters. But is this him, you know, Lowering a little bit in the ranks, uh, getting benched, still playing the same amount of minutes. But is this the beginning of the end for Tyrese Halliburton's rookie season here? Uh, Jonas, I'll start with you on that one. No, he's going to bounce back. He's too good not to. Uh, the shooting is going to pick up again. And the decision by Luke Walton to start Harkless made a lot of waves in the media. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I saw Brewski's tweet. He was having at it. He's trying yeah. to get fired now, right? Yeah, he, he is. He's yeah. done. He's done. Luke Walton knows he's done. He's finished. Grassman at straws here. Taking out your second best player, actually probably second or third. I want to disrespect Rashawn Holmes on this show, uh, <laughs> Dan. But yeah, just an absolute beast. And there's no way they're keeping him on the bench for this much longer. Either way, he's getting big minutes. So it's just a matter of bouncing back. Dan, what do you think? Yep, totally agree. Um, this feels who is who is the coach we talked about last year as trying to get fired? Oh, I can't remember which one it was. Hmm. It might have been sure. Mike D'Antoni. So. I'm sure Bickerstaff uh-huh. made an appearance at one point. <laughs> well, no, you just hate hated Bickerstaff. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't like big, anyone I, in I, Memphis uh, because they're not playing Melton. They're you know yep. not giving JJJ enough minutes. The medical staff there is terrible, and they won't give us proper updates. You 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 don't like anything on Memphis except for the players. So correct. <laughs> the front office is pretty good too, though. <clears throat> you won't yeah, they are front office. stockpiling talent. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think Luke Walton just wants to go get the Arizona coaching job. He's trying to get out. Completely agree with that. Run while you can. He's playing Mo Harkless. The only sub he could have gotten away with there was putting DeLon right in as like a viable guard veteran presence. Mo Harkless hasn't been able to log 25 minutes in a game in three years. The man's knees are shattered. Yeah, he used to be a phenomenal athlete. He can't can't even jump anymore. Yeah, it's it's sad. I loved Mo Harkless. I had a Harkless watch on my pod for like three years running (laughs) to see if he could get healthy enough to play 30 minutes for a week straight. He never could. Yep. He never could. So (laughs) I, yeah, Luke wants out and we all want him out. And the pocketbook of an ownership is the only thing that doesn't at this point. So this should get fun. They're going to, things are going to get weirder, er, weirder out there. Uh, I got some player debates for you guys. And uh, I'll start with you on the first one, Dan. Wendell Carter Jr., Christian Wood down the stretch. Wendell Carter Jr. has been playing great the last couple games with the Magic. Christian Wood uh, kind of coming back down to earth here, even though he's getting playing time, and he is ranked well below Wendell Carter Jr. over the last two weeks. What do you think? 
I'll go Wood. I'm going to go Christian Wood on this one, which it yeah. is It is a pretty tight one. It's not as cut and dry as it would have been had you asked me three weeks ago or whenever Wood came back. Um, Houston, you know, they're, they're terrible, but I think they kind of bottomed out a little bit, and he just is... He's just a better overall fantasy player. And plus, we saw yesterday Mo Bamba played well and carved out half of Wendell Carter Jr.'s playing time. Um, I don't I don't see that happening in Houston. Even if Wood sits out back-to-backs, I think they want to at least get their shiny toy an opportunity to play a little bit. So I'll go Christian Wood. Yeah, I'm going to bring back a Dan term here and say that the Rockets have already pre-tanked, so they don't, they don't really need to worry about any more wins <laughs> here. Ready they, for took, they took care of that with like that 19 or 20 game uh, losing streak too. So Wood's definitely the play here, and I don't think I'm not convinced yet that Wendell Carter Jr. is talented. I think it's just more about opportunity here. Yeah, I mean, I I, I absolutely agree with that. And Christian Wood is way more talented than Wendell Carter Jr. Yes, I don't absolutely. think that. I don't think that's debatable. You know, really, uh, it's just the last two weeks. Wendell Carr Jr. ranks 59, uh, playing 27 minutes a game, all that good stuff. Christian Wood ranks 132. So uh, it, it's it, it's just looking a little rough right now, but everything in Houston looks rough. I, yeah, I, he's I, just I, not healthy. Like his shot's off. The, the blocks aren't there because he said his ankle himself. is He's not 100%, but he's getting there. You can tell by the minutes, 33, 33, 37. So it's just a matter of time now. He, we need two weeks to coast is okay. And then he needs to you know, turn it on for people in the playoffs for sure. Yep. Uh, how about uh, Devontae Graham or Colin Sexton rest of the season, Jonas? What do you like on that one? I'm taking Colin Sexton. I think he's one of the most underrated players in fantasy. People can, uh, they used to knock on him for not being a peripheral stat guy, but this season, man, he's been freaking good. Like, if the Cavaliers have more wins, he's an all star. Like, that's how good he's been. Uh, ridiculous efficiency for a guard, 48% from the field. Uh, 4.2 assists. That's a big jump from last year. Uh, obviously, the 25 point per game is huge. Uh, steals are just okay, but I think he's a really good fantasy player. Doesn't get enough love. Yeah, I mean, this one's real close, Dan, and it's. Uh, I feel like midway through the year, obviously with ball playing as well as he was, this wouldn't. This would not have been a question. Uh, not even close. It would have been Sexton. It would have been not close. What the hell are you talking about? But since ball's gone down, Devontae Graham has been really, really good. I mean, over the last month. He's a uh, top 65 player, no, 62 overall. Sexton is 72 in that stretch. So they're right neck and neck next to each other over the past month. So um, uh, this one this one is tighter than it looks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm torn on this one. Usually I feel pretty strongly about one side or the other. I think with Graham, you likely get an assist and three-pointers significant bump. With Sexton, you're getting the big field goal percent bump and probably just advantage points there as well the other stuff is kind of a wash uh i'll go colin sexton also if only because there might be two weeks at the end of the year where Lamelo ball and or gordon hayward slide back into the mix for charlotte there's nothing coming for colin sexton's touches or minutes so even if they coast along at the exact same rank for three weeks sexton separates himself from graham the moment anyone comes back on the hornet side so Man. i'll go sexton but really like between now and the end of April, it's probably a dead heat. The Matthew yeah. Delavadova disrespect on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd rather talk about uh, Darko Milicic's cousin or whoever yeah. it was for another 30 minutes and talk about Matthew yeah. Delavadova uh, for one more second. Very fair. So, uh, the, the last one on the player debates uh, I have for you, uh, Deshaun Tate versus Anthony Edwards. These guys are literally next to each other over the last month of the season. Um, as far as ranking goes, nine cat rankings, it's uh, 77 for Tate, 
76 for Anthony Edwards. What do you think, Dan? Well, you know me, I'm a nine cat roto guy. So give me Jay Sean Tate on that one. Um, there are a lot of league formats where Edwards wins this debate. Um, so this one is, and, and I hate to toe the line again, but this one is pretty league dependent nine cat roto Jay Sean Tate. So I'll just, I'll just say Jay Sean Tate. Cause I like the across the board stuff and Edwards for all the improvements he's making. Uh, he could post two or three games in a row that just tank you in a given week. Um, in a way that, yeah, maybe he helps, but it's it's kind of that same feel I have with with early round draft picks where I don't want to get nailed because if you miss on your first rounder, it ruins your team. If you hit on your first rounder, it just keeps you from being dead. And I'll apply that to this as well with Tate. He's not going to hurt you. Uh, he's not going to win the week for you. Edwards, maybe there's this tiny little outside shot. He could help you win something, but he definitely could help you lose something. So I'll go Jay Sean Tate. Uh, but points leagues, it obviously flips the other way. If you asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have agreed with Dan, but I think what we saw in the last couple weeks with Edwards, I think moves the needle too much for me. Uh, being the secondary playmaker in the team now, they're starting to dial back Rubio. Um, I really like the defensive stats uptick we're seeing with them as well. I think that was kind of a big question mark coming in the season, but what you do have to look at is the turnovers. It's really hard to deal with two, seven, four, three, three, four, like, and then not, not to mention the high volume shooting, both from the field and from the line. So a little worrying there, but I think I'm going to take the, the um, the mouthwatering stats here instead of the efficiency from Tate down the stretch. All right, the last one, and, and I don't really have, you, you know, I, I just want to point this out more than anything. Uh, Bob Covington, Lord Covington, was rough to start the season. I mean, he was uh, post 100 the first two months, the first half of the season. If you go from, <clears throat> excuse me, December 22nd to February 22nd, he was 61. Since February 22nd to today, he ranks 15. So I just, I don't know that I've seen a turnaround from a player without moving a team, without, you know, super major injury uh, and only adding two minutes of playing time per game in a season. So I just wanted to point out how great Robert Covington has been. So just a little Bob Covington love. John, uh, Dan, Dan, go ahead. Yeah. You know who else has done this? Robert Covington, it? four years ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. I think it was his last year in Philadelphia. He was outside the top 130 after a month and a half because he was shooting like 29%. And then all of a sudden, he started shooting 44% and everything else came with it. He just felt better. Defensive stats, rebounds. He's magic, man. He's also very streaky. A lot of people were able to pick him up off the wire this year. And that is astounding that he was getting dropped as often as he was when so clearly the problem was that he was shooting 16% from the yeah, field. Right. I love this dude. I'll draft need, him every damn year until I die. I need to look this up, but I've for some reason, something stuck in my head. I, I specifically remember him starting O of 18 from three, like is it three or four years ago, and everyone just panicked and was like, okay, mm -hmm. let's drop this guy. And I'm like, nope, he's going to finish in the early rounds like he does every single year because he does. Uh, a, a guy that can get you two blocks, 1.5 steals, and two triples. Even when he scores like eight points, people freak out. Like, he's doing nothing. I'm like, well, check again. <laughs> points <laughs> yeah. aren't everything. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. I, I just love it. I just had to point it out because this, it's a, a Bob Covington appreciation uh, topic here. So uh, <laughs> that's all for it. Make me. Yeah, a <laughs> I knew you guys would love that. So, uh, Dan, you're last. What's up? What do we got? All right. So we've talked about uh, Wendell Carter Jr. We've talked about Isaiah Stewart. I kind of want to get everybody's feel on just those two teams, Orlando and Detroit in in total, because things are weird out there. 
uh, for different reasons. Detroit just sort of pivoting into the youth stuff, Orlando jettisoning their entire roster at the trade deadline. But we've ended up at more or less the same destination two different ways. Who are the other guys on those teams that you're either stashing or paying close attention to? And I'll just throw my own out there. I'm watching Mo Bamba really closely on Orlando. Uh, Detroit, I kind of want to see if any point guards can actually take the job themselves, if they'll maybe play those two guys at the same time. But uh, Jonas, I'll go to you first on this one. Is there anyone else besides, we've obviously talked about Chuma on this show before, but Wendell Carter Jr., Isaiah Stewart, uh, anybody else jumping out at you? Or is it just like a hangout and if something surfaces, something surfaces? I like what I've seen from RJ Hampton. Uh, I think the key for him is, can he stay above 24, 25 minutes with Gary Harris back? Um, I'm predicting that Gary Harris will come back tonight, play six minutes. Um, I don't know. Get snap hurt. his leg, go back out for six more years. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty excited about RJ Hampton. He can play one through three. Uh, out of the, out of the gym athleticism as well. Uh, I really like Mobamba. Like, with his per minute upside, like, yeah, he can't run the floor more than four times in a row, but if he gets 20 minutes, that's enough for him to be a top 100 player. Uh, and one more guy, I haven't seen much of him, but Dante Hall, they just signed him out of the G League, and there's a huge hole at uh, forward. Uh, obviously, they want to see what they have, right? They got a 10-day contract, uh, and Dante Hall averaged two blocks in the G League. So just another guy that you never know could be like the next Covington coming out of the G League with the tanking 76ers back then. So just keep an eye on any time a young player signs on a re- rebuilding team, you just got to you got to take notice. Dante Hall, I don't know if you guys will get this joke, but I had no idea that the Magic needed a kick returner. So uh, (laughs) Dante Hall, one of the best all-time NFL kick returners out of Texas A&M. So it's spelled differently. This this is a different Dante Hall, obviously. But uh, (laughs) some people will get that joke. I know you guys aren't helping me out at all here, but some (laughs) people will get that joke. Uh, uh, Yeah, for, for me, it's the same. I mean, Look, I would love to see Gary Harris get some minutes just, just to see if they like what they, they have at him. He's only 5% owned. He wasn't on the injury report today. Like Jonas said, I expect it to be super low like Jonas does. Uh, but if he does work back in there, he is a possible add as well. But, I mean, it's the guys that you guys mentioned, particularly uh, Mo Bamba and RJ Hampton. So I'll throw Cole uh, Anthony on the end of that list also as who yeah, the hell knows. Sheer opportunity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my next thing is a little roto end of season strategy. Now, Jonas, you're more of a head to head guy. So I thought I'd just <clears throat> launch into this concept of, uh, stat hunting. Um, do, are you guys in any roto leagues? I'm in a couple. Yes. Okay. So I am. I am not. You're not. Okay. So I'll, when you're out on this, I'll leave you, <laughs> you get to chill for, for a question. Jonas, what do you do towards the end of your season in roto leagues to, to try to make your push? What are you doing differently now? First things first is I always check my min and max positions. You want to get, you want to be like plus five, plus six at every single position because your guys are going to miss time down the stretch. Like that's a given. So be over like by five or six positions. Uh, stream guys when they play three games in four nights. That's huge as well. Obviously, back to backs is the first thing you look for, but three games in four nights is also huge. Um, and don't hesitate to drop injured players because you cannot sit on, like, let's say, let's just make up an injury. Let's say Miles Turner goes down with a high ankle sprain like it did. Two years ago, you yeah, drop them, right? Making up an injury, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just repeating an injury. Yeah, true as well. But yeah, if uh, don't be afraid to drop players if you need to. Um, look for reevaluation dates. Like SGA has reevaluation dates mid-April. If you get a bad news, you cut them. We're at this point in the season where you can't wait around on these guys. Yeah, and there's going to be some really interesting dudes popping up on the wire that are weren't playing at all two weeks mm-hmm. ago that are going to get 34 minutes. My advice to add on to that is to look at 
how many games your opponents have played as well and find out where the the point discrepancy is real and where it's a mirage based on games played. That can be very deceiving in Roto standings where you might be two games behind someone or two points behind someone, but actually, you know, maybe they've played 20 more games than you and you can target stats to make up from them. The way to combat that throughout the year is to take the average production at each category on your list. So don't look at, you have 6,500 points scored. Look at how many that is per game you've used in your Roto League. You can better uh, figure out where you actually need to, maybe you need to plug in a guard who's a good rebounder. Maybe you need to just use all rebounders in your utility slots. Things like that, that a lot of folks are not looking at. You can get an extra couple of points at the end of the year by knowing, hey, I'm going to catch this guy in this stat and I don't actually have to do anything about it because of the games gap discrepancy. Bogman, it looks like you're thinking about something up there. No, no, I'm, oh, I'm not. Look, I, I, thought. All right, my yeah. last one then. I'll jump ahead. I'll jump to the last <laughs> one then. Streaming strategy. So everybody's involved in this one because everybody can stream a little bit. Jonas, you mentioned three and four. Uh, Bogman, what is your streaming strategy this time of year? Uh, I What I like to do is I kind of like to hoard them for the end of the week so I can look forward to what is happening next week. So I like to use the least amount of uh, streamers I can, especially, you know, this is also good practice going into the playoffs. Um, if you're only allowed like three, three moves a week, I would like to hoard them to the end of the week, see who has more games going into the next week and then pick up those guys right before the deadline for next week. So then if I am in trouble, I've used to max out my games this week. And then I also have my pickups for next week. Should I need them? You know, doesn't always work that way. You don't always get to hold them to the end. But if you get to hold one or two, depending on how many, um, you know, uh, moves. Yeah, how you many get, do you have? How many yeah, do you have a week in yours? Uh, for me, it's usually three or four. So, yep, four okay. as well. So, how many slots do you guys, Jonas? I'll go to you first on this one. How yeah. many slots do you stream on your leagues? Always three, and I always keep one for emergencies. Uh, one thing I will add to is always go for the uh, streamer with benefit approach. Like Dan says, that's his thing, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pick up guys that could have st- a short-term value that could also hold on to their job. A good example would be Goga Patase for the Pacers, who's been killing it. Uh, the last game would look really good. Uh, could have more value with Mouse Turner out again. Sabonis questionable. Another guy, Jalen McDaniels. Why not take a flyer on upside? The, the older brother of Jaden McDaniels in Minnesota for he plays for the Hornets. Uh, it's going to be starting as a three going forward. It sounds like had a really good game, like 23 points or something like that. Uh, the coach hyped him up. Sounds like they're, they're going to stick with it. I'd rather pick him up and have him bust and have my opponent, opponent pick him up and he'd be like a gym for the long run. So uh, take a gamble on upside there. Uh, another one is Isaiah Hardenstein. Hardenstein. Um, we thought Jared Allen would be back by now, but the Cavs today signed a center to a 10-day contract, which tells you he may not be back. And so Hardenstein may have more top 75 runs than him here. So. Yeah, Uh, for me, I like to keep two streaming spots. I I like to keep I like to keep two. Uh, There is an emergency one of guy gets hurt or whatever. There's always that guy that you're always looking at. Like you if you suck for one more day, I'm going (laughs) to drop you. You know what I mean? You're going to be a streamer like these other losers that I have. So, um, you know, but but yeah, particularly in the playoffs, at least two two streaming spots for me. Yeah, agreed. Mine is always kind of like an N divided by two type of thing. If I have four <laughs> moves in a week, I make that two streaming slots. But you could even go bigger if you go for a long stream or a streamer with benefits where you pick up someone who maybe has a four-game week followed by another four-game week, or maybe they play. This this is the one that always throws folks for a loop. Look for five and seven, because that actually happens 
it just rarely happens Monday to Sunday. So very few times you actually get a five-game week for a team, but there are plenty of times where guys play five games in seven days. So that could stream from like a Wednesday through a Tuesday, and you've only had to use one move one week to get right. a ton of games in seven days. So you can actually create additional streaming slots by looking for longer stretches of guys. Like Detroit, they have a five-game week, but what if that happened Tuesday to Monday? It would be a four-game right. week, but you get that extra one next week. You wouldn't have to make your next move until uh, into the following week. So that's my three things. I thought it was time to talk a little strategy because we're coming down the stretch here, guys. We are. I mean, it's it's going to be over before we know it, you know, blink of an eye, and it's going to be gone. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's time to get serious here. Uh, a couple questions before we bail. Jay asks, how do you guys rank Poku, Okiki, McDaniels, and Isaiah Stewart in nine cat uh, rest of the season? What do you think on that one, Jonas? I'm going to go Poku. Uh, then the Minnesota McDaniels, uh, then Okiki, and then the Charlotte McDaniels. <laughs> what about Stewart? Stewart last in that? Oh, sorry. Stewart should be, I would say, second to last for me. Second to last. Okay. Danny? I'm thinking moving a few guys. I think I have Okiki at the top. Uh, then I'll go Minnesota McDaniels. Uh, Poku, Poku Stewart. Love. There Charlotte we go. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte McDaniels is, is my, is my fifth. Yeah. I go, uh, Poku, Minnesota, Okiki, Charlotte Stewart. That's how I would go. Of course. Uh, next one <laughs> from Matt. Uh, I need some threes. Do we think Bertans plays both games in the Wiz back to back today and tomorrow? Mm. Oh man. I do because his minutes are pretty low anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah a, that's a good I'll, point. I'll, lean yeah. towards the same thing he's playing 20 minutes a game if you can only play 20 minutes and can't go the next day that doesn't augur very well for you <laughs> rest yeah. of the anyway so i'll say yeah quite <laughs> <laughs> uh and this is my favorite question from adam king should the question be rephrased to how many leagues are you not in jonas <laughs> <laughs> i've been smart about it, though Ooh. i think i had to um just stop looking at a couple leagues where i lost like kevin durant for 16 months uh, when right. Jason Tatum went down for a month, when Kyrie Irving went to a birthday parties that lasted four months. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I like that he went to a birthday party and then took his birthday off. By the yeah. way, <laughs> that's like that's like a guy that acquires too much PTO. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And he's just yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take this month off, and then I'm also going to take <laughs> the it. whole month of December off. So, yeah, yeah, you got to use it. So, th so that guy's just going to be gone. But. uh I think that's everything for today. Uh, Jonas, what is coming on? Uh, at, follow him at Jonas Nader on the Twitter. What's coming up over at NBC Sports Edge for you? Uh, I do the deep waiver wire edition now for the NBA season pass subscribers on Thursday. Look for me on waiver wired on Sundays. And then my Twitch live chats are always Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern. And you can find him watching uh, EuroLeague highlights at 4 a.m. <laughs> every single night to find some sleepers for all those 30-man leagues. Exactly. Uh, at Dan Bespris for Hoopball. What's going on at Hoopball this week, Dan? Uh, we have a DFS contest tonight. I don't play it, and I don't know how it works, but I do know that it's going to be fun. Mike Apatria is hosting that bad boy, so uh, jump on in. That link is on Twitter. I've tried to retweet it a couple of times. It's a small little thing just to kind of get uh, DFS juices flowing, so that should be kind of fun. And then, yeah, like Bogman said, just my normal thing. Follow me on Twitter. It's there under my face. If the video, you can also just Google Dan from Hoopball if you're looking for me and everything I do, I do there. All right. And for me, it's at Bogman Sports on the Twitter. You can follow me there for all the stuff I got going on. Tons of baseball. Now that the season has started, I'm doing a DFS show for Line Star uh, five nights a week, Monday through Friday for that. So you can check that out. That's up uh, every single morning before the game start. 
if you're playing DFS. Uh, the Welsh and I are doing uh, baseball pods, of course. We're still on the Real Big Three as well here. Um, and we got uh, live streams going on. We've got rankings. We've got group me rooms, all kinds of stuff over at patreon.com slash ITL Army. So if you guys would all go check that out, I would really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take it easy.